0: Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay.
1: Album for the Day, August 12th, as we continue with the return of live music this month. Today we focus on The Who, live at the Isle of Wight Festival, 1970. This was recorded... August 29th of 1970 at East Afton Farm on the Isle of Wight. This is the third different site that they used for the Isle of Wight Festival. And there was a huge stink this year, which was the hugest of all three of those years. (laughs) And so much so that... Uh, Over 600,000 people attended and led Parliament in 1971 to pass the added section to the Isle of Wight County Council Act of 1971, preventing overnight open-air gatherings of more than 5,000 people on the island without a special license from the council. The sound system was inefficient based on the new location the crosswind blew the sound away from the audience so they had to supplement their sound system with the who's pa now they didn't substitute just anybody's stuff in they use the Who's. I think we all know the reason why. There's a stamp of approval there. That's what I see. They <laughs> said, uh, oh, yeah. You
0: freaking guys. You guys are the loudest fucking rock band on the planet right we now. We know how you guys roll.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Let me see those speakers. So,
0: this album, it, it covers a lot of ground in the Who's catalog. Um, and I'm. I, you know the Who. Another live album we talked about doing was Live at Leeds, and I'm the reason that uh, J- Johnny kind of twisted my arm on this one a little bit. And the further I dug into this album, the more I appreciate him doing that because this album is so much more in depth. It has better track listings. Uh, the songs. They, I think, they sound a little better. Uh, Even
1: better than their performance one year before.
0: Yeah, I mean, they
1: played at the Isle of Wight the year before. Yeah, this is this has this has a lot
0: more tracks. It's a little bit longer. You know, they played
1: Tommy on both. They played it the year before, and they played it again. This time, everyone was more familiar with Tommy. Mm -hmm. It had become a much larger hit by this time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But they, uh, one they of my started their set at two a.m. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> too too late for my old bones these days. <laughs> the thing, I, one of the big things that I love about this record and pretty much any live Who album is you get to hear how John Entwistle actually played. You miss that on their studio recordings for the most part. But when he is thumping that bass, you can hear the powerhouse that was Keith Moon and John Entwistle's. I I, they called John
1: Entwistle the Ox.
0: I mean, it, and, and the backbone of this band, those two, like Keith Moon kind of goes off on tangents a lot where he's just like, just playing to play. And Entwistle, like, you can see his lasso go out and rope him back in with his, like, brown, brown, like, and it's he just like, with him. and he hangs, and it's just like, wow. Like, he, he he's possibly, he's in the top five, in my
1: opinion, top five bass players of all time, and I think I, when you make a consideration like that, you have to say rhythm section of all time. Rhythm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, 100%. It, the bass player is nothing with a crappy drummer.
0: And the drummer is nothing without a crappy bass player. Yeah. Or with a crappy bass player. There you go. Yeah. And so this this band was clearly at a peak uh, in 1970. They they hadn't come out with all their greatest hits quite
1: yet, you know? But to draw a parallel back to leads. They actually, after they finished Tommy in this show, mm-hmm. they actually played Summertime Blues first. Mm, yeah, so you get some of that still back from it. Um, they played a song that I wasn't familiar with, Shaken All Over" by Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. Mm-hmm. I looked it up, and uh, Johnny Kidd wore an eye patch, and he was one of the first people. They tried to say he was a predecessor to Alice Cooper. I'm like, he had an I don't eye patch. I think we're talking about <laughs> apples and oranges yeah, here, he guys. he didn't uh, literally
0: have a rock opera and cut his head off on stage. Alice
1: Cooper said, <laughs> "I'll take your eye patch and uh yeah, raise I'll, you a kiwi." I'll raise you <laughs> I'll raise you
0: makeup and a complete yeah, that's And that's blood. A, yeah, that's yeah, that's um
1: poor. but in that same um uh, Thing they also played "Twist and Shout," "Spoonful," by Willie Dixon, mm-hmm. and they played some of their classics. But I think my favorite stuff was Pete played some new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, well, "Water," I don't even know myself, and "Naked Eye," mm-hmm. and they were recorded at the time for Lifehouse, which was an upcoming Who project, eventually shelved. Yeah. It was another rock opera that was kind of intended as a follow-up to Tommy. If you want to look at uh, some stuff like uh, From the Lifehouse, it's been released on a number of different things. I think Pete released some on um, the, uh, empty glass. the Empty Glass. yeah, And um, there have just been a number of things. Like He's gone back and reconstructed a number of things over the years. And there was a Lifehouse project that he put out that had all of that stuff but and it's know. all it's
0: it's good stuff. I mean, I wish Pete would have focused more on the Who than his personal projects. That's personal opinion. And you know, because I love the Who. The Who is uh, quite possibly my favorite rock and roll band of all time. I
1: like Roger's
0: voice better With, than I like Pete's. That, that's exactly you, you're nailing it. And Roger I I feel like he understood Pete Townsend's lyrics so well that he was able to sing them as if he were Pete Townsend.
1: It's almost an Elton John, Bernie Topping kind of a exactly. symbiosis yeah. there where but, but together everyone achieves more. Exactly. And the band was so much better
0: than anything Pete, or that Pete Townsend could build on his own. You can't get a singer like Roger Daltrey... You can't get a bass player like John Entwistle and Keith Moon. Uh, I mean, when he started, when you know Pete Townsend started doing his own stuff, Keith Moon had pretty much already passed at that point. So,
1: you know. That was the face dances, empty glass, Chinese cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my favorite part, uh, just listening to the actual show and what happened there, toward the beginning, the crowd's a little restless. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they've been waiting on The Who forever, and like I just said, the show started at 2 a.m., and uh, not too far into it, Pete goes, smile, you buggers, Mm -hmm. pretend it's Christmas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, 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 it's a good one.
1: That might have been Roger. I don't know. They both have a pretty sassy, wry English wit.
0: They're British. What can you say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, album for the day today, uh, August the 12th, is uh, The Who, live at the Isle of Wight, 1970. Be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe, let us know what your favorite albums are. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.
1: Ain't no cure for the summertime blue.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Use the three dots and hit add to cue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends.
0: Woohoo!